Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. I'm your host, Lisa Hedger. I'm a freelance writer and editor in Central Ohio. Today, you're listening to one of my Book Bits episodes, which run periodically. If you're a first-time listener, you'll notice the episodes with the title of a book, such as Where the Crawdads Sing or The Goldfinch. Those episodes are going to be deep-dive shows where we speak with someone who had a different opinion about a super popular book, hence the name, Everyone Loved It But Me. If you're listening to an episode like today called Book Bits, that means we're going to talk about a number of book topics, such as book clubs, book etiquette, library, trends, and other general topics. There'll be no spoilers in the Book Bits episodes. Today we've got two topics. When your book club chooses a book and you don't like it after you read it, Do you go to the book club? And if so, do you share your true feelings? The second topic is when do you decide to quit on a book? That's actually a question my guest, Sheffy Lindquist, who spoke on the Goldfinch episode, asked me about right when we were chatting about the book. And I decided to take our comments and make that into a book bit. So we're going to start talking about book clubs first. Now, on to the show. All right, we're going to talk about book clubs. Here is the scenario. You've read the book for your book club and you don't like it. First question is, do you go to the book club? And second question is, do you express your opinion? My default answer is, yes, you go. And yes, you express your opinion. All right. Simple enough. Well, it's not exactly that simple. A, we're super complicated creatures and it's a little more nuanced than that. We're going to break this down a little bit. So first, I want to define the book club we're talking about. You've got your book clubs in the workplace, book clubs in schools, colleges, maybe a book club you're required to be in because you're on the board of a nonprofit. We'll discuss those another day. Today, the book club I'm talking about, that's the one you've voluntarily chosen to join. You're doing this for fun. Maybe you're having wine and cheese once a month or once every couple months. And I'm not even going to get into how the book was selected That's also for another book bit, another day. So today, we're saying you read the entire book for your book club and you didn't like it. So first off, guys, this happens all of the time, right? We're all different readers. We all like different things. Anytime we're in a book club, it's going to happen. I'm going to talk about a couple of the reasons why I think people choose not to go to book clubs after they've read that book and didn't like it. Over the years, I've been in many different book clubs, and I'm not going to get into any specifics, but I'll tell you in general, people who don't go to book clubs, it's often because the book dredges up a really painful experience, right? That's one common reason. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I just finished the book, What Remains. It's by Carol Radziwell. I think it's a great book. I actually chose it for one of my book clubs. Carol, she grew up in this working class town. She becomes an ABC correspondent, falls in love, marries into Camelot. She marries Anthony Radziwell, who was the cousin of John Kennedy Jr. Again, I'm not going to tell you anything that's not on, on the back cover. And the story starts, right, when that little small plane that John Kennedy was piloting crashes into the ocean. And of course, we we know what happens. Carol's closest friend was Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. She lost one of her closest friends. And then three weeks later, Carol's husband dies of cancer. 
it's a cry on the couch for several hours kind of book, and I did enjoy it. But if you've lost a partner, if you have really painful memories and family members who've had cancer, I mean, this would be a difficult book to read. Certainly, there are some people who would say, you know, I would want to come and and talk about it and maybe it would be helpful. But others might say, no, no, it's not. So, So that's one example. Another one is the book The Shack by William P. Young. Again, I'm just going to tell you basically what's on the cover is it's about a lost child. Those of us who have children, it's sometimes hard to read about a child that's been lost because that's one of our greatest fears as a parent. If you have different personal experiences, this could be painful to discuss. The two books I've mentioned, you know right away that they have challenging topics it's it's on the cover. But a lot of times, some of these books have challenging topics that you don't even know that it's going to happen. Because for book clubs, we like to choose and pick meaty, meaty books. So maybe on page 250, there's a sexual assault. Maybe on page 300 or at the end, something, you know, horrific happens that stuns you. And perhaps is parallel to something that's happened to you in real life. And you don't feel like going and and talking about that for a few hours or hearing other people talk about that. Just completely understandable. I think that is something that, that happens quite a bit. Kind of the second group, right? Where they read a book, they really didn't like it. This is the group I would describe. It's almost like they had a terrible breakup, worst breakup ever. The book was terrible. They threw it against the wall. They did not want anything to do with it. They just didn't like it. So the idea of going to a book club and sitting around a circle is kind of akin, I guess, to talking about that ex-partner of yours for a couple hours. They don't want anything to do with it. So for this group, I would certainly encourage them and say, well, maybe there's something, you know, that you could talk about. Maybe you might be surprised. Maybe somebody would have something to say. But again, it's just a personal choice. If they really disliked it that much, I get it. If they feel like they don't even want to talk about it at all, that's fine. We you know, have to respect, respect their choice. We're going to get into your ed book club and everyone is talking about a book that you did not like. You've now come and yes, you should share your opinions. But it's true. This is a little bit, it's a bit of an etiquette issue and the kind of the literary code. So from an etiquette issue, we're always taught to be polite. But in terms of the literary code, I think it's important. And I truly believe that when we do disagree on a book, it actually makes for better discussion. When people have a different opinion than I do about a book, then I learned something I didn't know of before. So I think it's incumbent upon all of us to to express our opinions. But there could be a little bit of a dance, if you will, in terms of sharing your opinions, but in a respectful way. So I'm going to give an example of a book one of my book clubs read some years back that I did not like at all. And again, no spoilers, guys. So the book is Time Traveler's Wife. This is a perfect everyone loved it but me book because everyone did love it but but me. At the time, I think I was probably painfully honest saying I did not like it at all. Here's how 
if I could time travel back and tell Lisa, here's what I think I would say. So I would probably open it up, let everyone else talk. And then at one point I would say, you know, I liked the concept of a love story that jumped through time, but the actual story didn't captivate me like I thought it would, right? Very accurate, really sets the stage. And, and then somebody could, you know, ask me for more examples. I think that's something that's really important when we're in a book club is to try to avoid bashing the book and saying, I hated it. You know, it sucked, but give specifics. What I specifically remember, and it has been several years since I read this book, but a couple of things I didn't like, again, just general things. I felt like the female protagonist was always kind of waiting around for the male. So just wasn't a huge fan of that. I felt like she didn't have an opportunity to do a lot of decision making because the the guy is, you know, again, he's jumping through time all the time, all the time. And I also remember being confused a bit with the dates and where we were and, you know, how the character was there. Like how old was the character at this point? That kind of stuff was was challenging. Let's say I say a comment like that. And then somebody says, well, you know, I disagree with you, Lisa. I actually was able to understand the timeline in in X, Y, and Z way. Well, then that's amazing because then we get the conversation going. And then someone says, you know, I really liked this part. and, And I felt like the female character did have some powerful decision making and a voice when she did X, Y, and Z. That's, that's what makes a really, really good discussion. That's, that's what we want. I also think that once we really discuss the book, and we get kind of to the end of it, like we've discussed it for an hour or two. I don't think it's completely out of bounds to, to bring up another similar book, right? That you may have liked or not liked. Like for instance, in Time Traveler's Wife, for instance, I read Um, Uana out of order. Okay. That's a time travel book that I really liked. So I could say, hey, if you guys like this book, here's another one. So Uana out of order, since I brought it up, I'll just tell you every December 31st at midnight, she jumps to a different age, right? So let's say she's 21 one year, then December 31st at midnight, she is, let's say 45. And then maybe the next year, 32, and then 85. So she's living her life, but out of order. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I could say, you know, that was one kind of time travel uh, story that, that I enjoyed and, and I could explain why. So one reason that I liked that was I was able to keep track of the, the jumping because the rules were real specific. I knew exactly when she was going to jump, right? At midnight on New Year's Eve. Another example of a book that I will tell you that I really, really did not like, and I felt like there was just not much I could say about it at all. This is another Everyone Loved It But Me book, or could be, was Eat, Pray, Love. That is a book about a woman who's getting a divorce. She goes to Europe and eats and meditates and just has a lovely time. So it didn't resonate with me, guys, because I don't know anybody who's gone through divorce and gotten $10,000 to go to Europe. Honestly, that was a book where I will be completely candid in saying there wasn't a lot I could say. But I still went. I went to the book club and I remember we had some really good food and, and it worked out fine. You know, I listened to others and in the end, I was glad that I went to that book club, even though I felt like there wasn't a ton that I could say. It turns out not a lot of other people love that book either. 
And you'll be surprised to know that sometimes when you go to a book club and you don't like the book, you're not the only one, right? Lots of other people didn't like it too. So I hope that, you know, we had kind of a good conversation here, breaking breaking down some of, some of these dicey conversations when it comes to not liking a book and book club. Okay, now our next segment is going to be that ultimate controversial question of when do you quit on a book? This is just a book you've chosen to read on your own and you decide you're done. This is a different answer for everybody. And for me, I have a different answer at different times of my life too. I brought this up on my Facebook group and it it was fun. There was one person who said she never quits on a book. She'll start another book and just keep reading the book that she doesn't like maybe just 10 or 15 pages a night. I thought that was really interesting. Some people have a specific page number. Some people say, look, they've got to be hooked in by a chapter or two. A lot of times I can tell when I'm not liking a book because I'll suddenly find myself just not reading it as much and I'll find myself doing other things and I'll think to myself, why am I not reading? Oh, well, maybe it's because I actually didn't like the book. It's it's kind of subconscious. You'll hear in a moment, Sheffy Lindquist, who was on the Goldfinch, actually brought up this question right in the middle of our Goldfinch discussion. And that's when I decided this would be the perfect book bit. You're going to hear us talk about it for, for a couple of moments. And I'm going to jump you right into that conversation. So here you go. I think this is interesting. Yeah. When you don't like a book and yes. you're reacting negatively to it, Yeah. what do you do? Do you stop or do you read it can do you keep reading do you only give a book like a couple chapters like how much of yourself do you invest before you're like good question good question because i tell you what i have been halfway through a book and i have thrown it against the across the room oh hallelujah sister i agree yeah i was like i can't do that like there's too much there's too many books in the world 100 100 yes so it's the whole dnf right do you do not finish when do you quit on a book right which i think could be probably a whole podcast episode many okay so my general rule i mean you know, is it 100 pages? Is it 50? Is it, you know, to the point where when I'm just reading it just for Lisa, just because I'm reading it, it needs to bring me, I need to really enjoy it after maybe, I'd say 50 pages probably, if I'm really not liking it. When I'm reading it for a book club, then I feel usually compelled to force myself to, to finish it. I just finished another book that I, I knew right away I wasn't going to like it, you know, after starting it out. And I kept thinking this book is going to be the same throughout. That's one question I see people ask a lot, which was kind of what got me thinking about this podcast. People will say, hey, I'm reading this book, like, you know, A Man Called Uve, and, you know, I'm not loving it so far. Should I keep going? And everyone says, yes, that's a wonderful book. Well, if this person doesn't like it after 100 pages, they're not going to like Uve. And I like Uve, you know, and that's yeah. a book I actually want to do on the podcast because I think the people who don't like it have an interesting perspective. Right. And, you know, if there's certain books that once you get to a certain point, it's not going to change that much, right? And if, if you don't like it after so many pages, man, you got to give it up. Don't you think? Yeah, well, and here's something I did because I told you the bad books, I they leave my brain like right, I, I right, force yeah. them out of my brain right. so have you ever like have you ever 
like read a bad book twice because I did that once. I was like, <laughs> I got halfway through like this book, which which sometimes you just need like brain candy, right? So I was yeah, reading P.S. Yeah. I Love You and I realized I'm like three quarters of the way through it the second time and I'm like, oh, I think I hated this book the first time. Yes, and yes. I, and I put it in the goodwill bid because I was like, because I hated how it ended the first time. That's I was like, awesome. why did I read this again? Yes, yes, that has happened. I have had conversations with people about books. And they'll say, you should read this. And I'll think, you know what? I will. That sounds good. And they're describing it to me. And I don't remember. And I sit down and I read it and I go, Oh my gosh, God! Like, but I don't even realize it right away. <laughs> I know. I think that might be and an that, aging thing. Is that I an aging know. thing? Am I reading it too fast? I'm calling that book amnesia because you just yes. there's so many books you just right. gotta force out the ones that you don't, yes. you can't yeah. relate to, you don't like, you'll never like. Right, right. Welcome to the after show. I want to thank Sheffy Lindquist again for bringing up the important topic of when to quit on a book. I have a feeling we're going to tackle this topic again. And I want to thank all of you so much for listening to my show. This is a one-woman podcast. I read all the books, write, produce, and edit everything from my central Ohio home. If you'd like to support the show, please subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'd love it if you tell your friends and relatives about my show. It would also really help if you would consider a five-star rating. If you have a super popular book that you read and didn't love that you think would be the perfect Everyone Loved It But Me book, please reach out to me on my website. My website is www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. I have show notes for every episode and you can find links of the books we discussed. On those links, I've chosen to affiliate with bookshop.org, which is an online bookstore similar to a really big one you've probably all heard about, but this one has a mission to support local independent bookstores, which I feel is important. So any purchases you make of the books we discussed will support this mission, and I also receive a tiny compensation as well, and that's also how you can support the show. I thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And most importantly, I hope you get some time to read today.